0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday, 10 to 2, on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Vancouver Province columnist Mike Smith filling in for Simi today, talking about the drive for ride-hailing services in B.C. Uber, Lyft, and the other ride-hailing companies have applied for operating licenses. They could be up and running by the end of the year. A lot of people want to see these services. But now think about this. Are Uber and Lyft drivers treated fairly? Are they paid a fair wage? Do they receive fair working conditions and benefits? Let's get specific on it. Should they get minimum wage? Overtime? Vacation pay? Paid breaks? My next guest thinks they should. Let's check in now with Kim Novak, President of the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, Local 1518. Kim, thanks for coming on. Hi, thank you for having me. I understand you guys have gone to the BC Labor Relations Board on this issue here, and what do you want the board to do?
1: We have, yes. We have applied at the board for anyone who is driving for a ride-hailing company like Uber and Lyft to be recognized as an employee under BC law.
0: Right. Now, Uber says, no, they're not employees, they're contractors, right? If they want to drive an Uber car, you sign a contract, with Uber. So that means you're a contractor, not an employee. What's what's the difference there?
1: Well, we see that there absolutely is an employee-employer relationship there. The fact that Uber drivers are really reliant on the fact that their ratings are what lead to whether or not they're going to have access to work and the time of day that Uber and Lyft and other ride-hailing companies need these drivers... It creates a very direct relationship between um, the drivers and the employer. So we're, we're saying, um, welcome to BC. We think ride hailing is a great thing. We know that people want it, and we want to see it too. We just want it to be done in a way that protects the people who are driving for them.
0: Okay, does the BC Labor Board have the authority to designate these employees as these people as employees and not contractors?
1: Well, we've applied to the BC Labor Board, but we're also calling on the Minister of Labor, Harry Baines, and the Minister of Transportation um, to ensure that they are deeming these um, drivers to be considered employees and that the, the Uber and Lyft and ride-hailing companies are the employer. So absolutely, the jurisdiction is, is here in BC through the government. We've seen in other jurisdictions where um, governments have ruled that drivers are employees after the fact, and it's created lawsuits and it's created a lot of havoc. We, we have the opportunity... In a very unique way in BC to get this right when people are coming into our market so that it's it's a more successful venture for everyone.
0: Okay, if they were recognized as employees and not contractors, what sort of benefits would they receive?
1: Well, we want to see them have things like minimum wage um, upheld, health and safety protections, vacation pay. Um, I mean, the health and safety one is a really important component to this because we know that um, without the employer employee relationship and employment standards upheld, it doesn't lead to a safe drive for everyone. Um, I I liken to the fact there are very few women who are drivers uh, for Uber and Lyft and other ride-hailing companies in other jurisdictions. It's a very vulnerable spot to be. So having employment standards and BC labor law upheld for these drivers encourages a safer work environment and also for the passengers that are driving with them.
0: But if they were paid minimum wage, what's to prevent someone from signing up to be an Uber driver and then you could just sort of drive around and not even pick up any passengers and you still be getting paid.
1: Well, at the end of the day, any worker-employee-employer uh, relationship is going to have expectations that are laid out. So we're not by any means oh. suggesting that there's not expectations. What we are saying is that this change in economy, this change in the gig economy and precarious work in BC needs to have some protection around it. We're not trying to stop these types of companies from coming in. We see this is the way that the world is going, but we want to make sure that the people who are driving within it are able to access minimum wage and access things like the health and safety protection and vacation pay. And without those laws in place, it really creates a very precarious environment that puts workers in a vulnerable spot like these drivers.
0: Okay, speaking to Kim Novak, United Food and Commercial Workers Union, about Uber drivers and Lyft drivers, are they employees or contractors? Here's what the Uber says, and I I know you're, you're probably very familiar with these arguments. They will say, look, our drivers are not our employees, They're contractors. They sign a contract with us. And if you take a look at their working conditions, they don't have to conform to a schedule. They can work whenever they want. Uh, They can provide, they can work for one of their competitors' platforms, so they could drive for Lyft and Uber at the same time, basically. Uh, They provide their own vehicle to perform a service under their platform. I mean, that sounds like a contractor to me, not an employee.
1: Excuse me. Well, the fact that, there, that the schedule one is an interesting argument, because uh, like I said earlier, there is specific time of day where these things need to happen, where, where people are looking to have the Uber or Lyft ride. And I mean, you liken it to working at a bar. We see in the, in the world that we that we live in today that there are servers working in multiple bars, but working on a Friday night is likely when you're going to get the best opportunity for shift times. And so the fact that you're working at multiple locations and the fact that there are a schedule may not be specifically determined by the employer, there are certainly times where if you want to be able to access the work, you must be available to work. And so what we're saying is those standards should be in place for this working relationship as well.
0: What would you say to people who say like, look, if somebody wants to be an Uber driver, no one is forcing them to do that. You go into this job with your eyes wide open. You can read the contract before you sign it. And you know what you're getting into. Uh, if you start driving an Uber car or a Lyft car and it doesn't work out like you think it should, and you're not making as much money, you don't have to do it anymore. I mean, no one's forcing you to be an Uber driver. So why should they be categorized as anything other than a contractor?
1: I think like it's just like any job that you go into, right? I mean, no one's forcing you to do it. If you're opting to go into it, then you should at least have the basic protections of employment standards. And I think you know, one of the big issues that comes in with this and that's before the Public Transportation Board is, what are the limits on the number of licenses that are out there for people to be driving? Because you going into it, having access to be able to work 40 hours if you want to is one thing, but when there's no limit on the number of licenses that are put out there to people, it really then starts to degrade from those who are working to be able to make a wage to be able to live in vancouver and other parts of british columbia that we all know are getting more expensive
0: okay obviously uber and lyft and these other ride-hailing companies would would oppose what you're asking for here I mean, they argue that their drivers are contractors not employees so they don't have to pay them minimum wage they don't have to pay them vacation pay they don't have to give them scheduled breaks with with pay i mean obviously that's, that's that's their business model they're going to oppose what you're suggesting here Is there anywhere else in the world and other jurisdictions where Uber and Lyft drivers are recognized as employees and they are being paid minimum wage?
1: Well, there's certainly other jurisdictions that have since ruled that they are deemed to be employees. And I think that's where we've seen a lot of these battles happening. Um, We know in New Jersey, there has been $650 million in unemployment taxes because the government has considered drivers to be employees. And you look at other places like Geneva, where the local government ruled that ride hailing drivers are employees, and they responded by threatening to leave the city. But on a more local level, we know that there are ride-hailing companies, at least 17 different companies that have applied to the PBT. Right. And uh, Cater is one that has said that they will uphold employment standards in B.C. So I guess that's a sign that ride-hailing can and will exist in B.C. with also maintaining the employment standards okay. and B.C. labor laws.
0: When do you expect to hear back on your request to the Labor Board on this?
1: Well, we hope to hear back as soon as possible. We'd really like this to be heard before ride hailing comes into BC. Um, So that's why we've applied uh, when we have, and we hope to hear back very soon.
0: Okay, it's an interesting one for sure. I'm following it with interest. Thanks for coming on.
1: Great, and thank you very much. Appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. Kim Novak, President, United Food and Commercial Workers Union, Local 1518.